What's the latest, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the In the Paint Show presented by Ball is Life. Devin Uglin and Ronnie Flores here with you as always. Ronnie just come, came off the Bay vs. LA game on Sunday. The LA team took the victory led by um, the greatest coach in showcase history, yours truly. Keith Wilkinson. <laughs> and Coach Keith Devin Wilkinson from J. Sarah. <laughs> Um, a couple, funny. a couple of my GM picks went off. Keith yeah. Dinwiddie from Fairfax and Peyton Watson from Long Beach Poly, both of them had twenty five points. We're gonna get into that later, Ronnie, and you know discuss yeah, kind of standouts. Of yeah, it was a lot of fun. Discuss standouts, uh, what stood out, you know, why the the uh, LA team was so dominant um, in that game. But first, let's go to a little bit of NFL news. Um, a shocking announcement: um, Andrew Luck calling it a career after seven seasons, I believe, 29 years old, almost yeah. 30, calling it a career. He's had multiple injuries that have caused him to miss, you know, an entire season at one point, multiple games throughout his career. I think in 2018, uh, this past season, he played the majority of the games and, and had a great – Like 11 was, or 12, safety end or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he was like – He know, missed some games. NFL Comeback Player of the Year, but still missed some games. Um, this is an int- – we talked about last week on last week's podcast, if you guys didn't listen to that one – Go back and listen to that one before you know listening to this one. Uh, it talks about uh, you know uh, single sport specialization and you know kind of how how people keep getting injured um, earlier and earlier in life. Uh, you know, we and had it dreams. sounds like the yeah. pros are understanding, yeah, like how this is affecting their lives the rest of their life. Now, obviously, we've had those situations before, but it seems really uh, like. Important right now. Seems this like is from the quarterback yeah. position, yeah. which is different. Like we've seen uh, Barry Sanders retire early, right? We've seen sure, Jim uh, Brown, Jim Brown, uh, Calvin Johnson is another more recent yeah. one, and those Receiver are like from the Lions. Those are really like high impact positions, right? Players, yeah. Where Andrew Luck is basically in the prime of his his career, uh, calling it quits at the quarterback position, which yeah. is. Pretty rare. We have guys like Drew Brees and Tom Brady playing into their forties right now. Yeah, they're they're going to be if they haven't. They're not already. Obviously, Brady Tom's is, a little think, bit older yeah. than than Drew, but Tom is basically kind of was like a rival of Peyton Manning. It's funny, you know, they kind of were in college together, were you know battling in the AFC together for many many years, and now Tom Brady's outlasted like and. Peyton Manning's like successor in Indianapolis. I think Peyton played like what thirty nine, maybe something like that. Yeah. He's forty three now, yeah. so he so played Peyton, pretty late. Peyton got drafted, you know, uh, nineteen ninety eight after the ninety seven season in, at Tennessee. So he basically played from like ninety eight to whenever Luck to twenty sixteen, yeah. twenty sixteen, which is Luck was on the bench one year or whatnot as a as a predecessor. So. Um, very interesting information. I mean, like Tom Brady's just a is like it, is a marvel. It, so it's like the guys won a six Super Bowl. It's just nuts. I know we're getting a little off topic yeah. here, but it's going back to luck. And you know, everybody wanted luck to be this. It's going to have a hard time following Peyton Manning. And he did a good job. And obviously, Indy fans got a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. And 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 then you saw when Peyton Manning was with Denver, and then it was on in the front of the world. I mean, their defense was really good, but you could see Peyton Manning really couldn't play anymore. Yeah, he could barely throw. He, he could make a couple couple but throws, but like you underthrow a lot of receivers, throw yeah. a lot of ducks. Yeah, um, he just wasn't there no more. So I think Luck and these other newer generation of players have seen that. Like, do I want this? Do I want to be able to play with my kids, my grandkids? 
kind of thing, you know. Well, just it, you know, I think it's a combination of, uh, you know, Tom Brady's had uh, a great offensive line in front of him, and I think Andrew Luck. That's something that was missing from sure. his time with the Colts was a really good offensive line to protect him. Just, I mean, the dude yeah. drops back and has two seconds to get the ball out before he gets smacked by a linebacker <laughs> or defensive end, right? I mean, that's and not that, fun. Yeah, that, and it just shows, shows you some of the quarterbacks before them that stood around. I mean, Joe Montana had back <laughs> surgery. Joe Montana missed – I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a famous play. He got smacked by the by the Giants, New York Giants, in the NFC title game, and he just hit him right in the square in the back. He missed the next season, and then that's when Steve Young took over. Steve yeah. Young's career oh ended. Oh, my God. Yeah, he ended early, too. Steve Young's career ended on a concussion. Aeneas Williams just had a free shot at him, and he knocked him out right on the field. Yeah. I mean, it's very vivid in my mind. I remember Aeneas Williams just coming from the corner. He was still with the Cardinals before he came over to the Rams. And, uh, I mean, he just hit Steve Young straight on. Young was knocked out. And it's funny because Lawrence Phillips, who, I mean, we I followed growing up here in Southern California, Brad missed a blocking assignment. It was like a big play. It was, right. like, well-known, you know, it just – wasn't there and you just see those type of plays so it's very interesting when you go to the guys who kind of who uh left early you know uh will chamberlain i think uh as he he passed away in 1999 when manning and brady were kind of coming into the league and people said will had a lot of um circulation problems from his size but he was always getting hammered and yeah it was hard to call a game with him because he was always getting fouled. They're like, this guy got fouled. The rest knew, like, we called every single little thing. We'd never have a game. Right. Like, he was that dominant and that much bigger and stronger and agile than his competition at the time. And I think he just enjoyed other things. He's like, ah, I play volleyball, <laughs> hang out. I know some but, other things he liked to enjoy. Yeah, exactly. You know, Will, <laughs> like, so it's crazy because he shot, like, over 72% from the field in his last season. And he was done. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Will's like, I don't need this. But, you know, it was yeah, like, gonna, gonna it go. was fun. Yeah. He, he he won a title with the Lakers in 72, and, and he, he lost and quite a bit. That was one of the one, things that he was 76. chasing, right? Yeah, and he, won, title. and he won one, won one with the, the, the Warriors slash 76ers, you know, the, the, Golden, the San Francisco Warriors yeah. and what, whatnot. It might have been the 76ers. It was the 66-67 season. Great team with Hal Green and those guys. So around that time, Jim Brown left. Sandy Koufax left at 31 years old. Um you know, at the top of his peak of his career in the 1966 season, he was just, like, unbelievable. He threw, like, 11 shutouts, won, like, 27 games. What was the reasoning behind his early and exit? It, it's a very uh, – it's on YouTube. People should take a look at it. Go look at go look up Sandy Koufax, why? And Koufax, I mean, he's only 31 years old at the time, but he just – he sounds so articulate. He just says, you know what? I'm taking quarter zone shots every other start. And he goes, I, I, that doesn't sound right. And he goes, I'm also, it's, it, I'm not eating. My stomach is very hurting a lot when I do that. He's 31 years old. So he goes, I just don't want to lose my arm. And, and then a guy in the media at that time, at the press conference, it's on, it's on YouTube if you go look it up. The guy goes, well, what about the lost salary, Sandy? You know, this is 19, <laughs> mid-1960s. Yeah, that, was a good, that was a pretty good impression yeah. of a 1960s yeah. reporter. Hey, guys, Sandy, <laughs> what about the lost <laughs> salary sir like you know and yeah. they the media had like sandy koufax obviously you know he was a beloved kind of figure with the dodgers and he was a great pitcher <laughs> and he goes hey i if he goes i am losing sorry but if i don't have use of my one of my arms i say i i think most men would give back a lot of money to have that arm back yeah and he basically wasn't gonna he didn't want to get to the point where he couldn't lift his arm 
The same thing happened to Johnny Unitas later when he grabbed the great Colts quarterback. He couldn't even move his arm. Mm-hmm. It was really bad, you know. So I think back to luck, it kind of got lost because uh, explain what happened, Devin. Kind of got yeah. lost his announcement because I think he wanted to have that type of Sandy Koufax right. moment or uh, or just had know, the moment himself to, to be able to, to explain what communicate yeah. communicate to his fans and people what happened. But obviously so, we're in a different world. So yeah. explain day, what happened, Devin. It was the day. This is what I gathered from yeah. social media was the, the day before Andrew Luck had planned the press conference to announce his retirement. Uh, the Colts were playing a preseason game and Andrew Luck's on the sideline, you know, because he's still rehabbing, I believe it's like a strained calf. Sure. Um, and then uh, obviously nowadays, you know, the, the key for Twitter and being a reporter is you have to be first when breaking news and sure. Adam Schefter broke the news that, you know, found out through sources or whatnot that, Andrew Luck was was going to call it a career, and he broke it in the middle of that Colts preseason game. Ouch! Yeah, and, that's tough for Luck. What can right. You do? So, and you know, everyone is on their phones nowadays all the time. Sure. So you're looking they're at Twitter or whatever. They're not watching the game. game. No one gets, no. They're just there. They're just there. Uh, whether they're having you know, a beer, their, their work gave them t- t- tickets, it's, or they're taking yeah. their family or whatever. But everyone's on Twitter looking at their phone, and they see it, and they're like, "Oh!" And people, people start booing, taking off the Luck jerseys, and like throwing the jersey or whatever. Ouch! And yeah, it, that's a tough look. Andrew Luck's what? Like walking off the field after the game, and people are booing him, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, they all know. They all yeah. know, and now I have to go back and do this now. Yeah, not the next day, correct? He was going to announce the next day, and he he went back and obviously was was visibly emotional. Uh, I think you know what he said was you know like I, I'm having a hard time mentally and Getting emotionally. Up. Yeah, uh, making the rehab process every single day. Yeah, to trying to get back and be in position um, to be a good to be quality, a good quality player for yeah. his teammates. Yeah, and obviously a lot of people, what inside or outside the media, were like, "Oh, it's only a couple weeks before the season begins. Uh, this bad timing, blah blah blah." But dude, you can, <laughs> especially with football, dude. Yeah, and a guy who has uh, gone through as many injuries as Andrew Luck has. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I can't question a guy's toughness who plays yeah. football. Yeah, at any the guy NFL that, or college level, yeah, can't and, question the toughness from those guys. Yeah, Andrew Luck's tough, right? And he's a big, strong athlete, pro athlete. You, he's past that you cannot, barometer. You cannot question the toughness of a guy, yeah. who's playing in the National Football League and just getting drilled Drill. every yeah. single Sunday. game. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. Yeah, so I can't, I'm I can't imagine his, playing that sport. I'm sure I'm mon- his Mondays are tough. Almost oh, every football mo- players are Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, especially yeah. when you get to a point where you're yeah. rehabbing multiple. Uh, uh, yeah. Debilitating injuries. Yeah, because he's had like a busted shoulder, uh, and he's a fairly young guy. So he probably says, "Hey, I want to. I just want to live a normal life." He's got so a Stanford degree. Yeah, he can do. He's got. He's got a kid. He's almost turning thirty years old. Like he's moving on, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, could have been handled better of Adam Schefter. Again, Adam Schefter's got to do his job. I don't know the particulars of that particular, you know, announcement. What do, what, what do, what do, as someone in the media, Ronnie, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's his job to uh, find and break news, and that's what he did. Sure. Do you think that's something that he should have held on to? Well, I just think that's something he could have broke in the presser. Okay. Now, if somebody else would have broke it to... Then he looks bad. Then, or you know, maybe he... Does he look bad? He just didn't get the scoop. I get it. It's an ego. One. It's an uh, ego thing. It's, it's a 100% an ego thing. Yeah. Reporting now, Ronnie, has changed from, uh, uh, you know, gathering sources and, mm. and, you know, telling stories to... Oh, what's happening? Who signed what? Who, can I break this on Twitter? Who's yeah. traded? 
you yeah. know, who's drafting who? Like Adrian yeah. Wojnarowski during the NBA draft, he just like he has every pick before it even happens yeah. on TV, and that's yeah. what it's about now. Yeah, and there's hey, that's what the the industry is about. You got to do your job, so I understand that. On this one, would it made a difference? I don't know, because maybe Adam Schefter would have a particular point of view or a nice story that he's going to write that would be that's the way that's the way to do it to be a different yeah a different view like it's similar to like if ed azam retires right let's just say at westchester ed azam retires sandy sandheimer breaks it he's gonna break it though he's not gonna write a story on it yeah he's gonna tweet it that's what (laughs) i'm saying or somebody or damian calhoun yeah but i'll be able to go ask some westchester players what was it like yeah i could write something different where i don't have it's still valuable where I can go talk to some players. I can go talk to LeVar Ball's brothers. I can go talk to other people to say, hey, how was it play for, you know, and or give some tidbits or some notes that maybe they might not have. Yeah. So I don't have to, like, be in this huge rush to break it. And right. I think that's what could have been in the with, NFL, this, with this Andrew Luck deal. In the NFL, I like that take. In the yeah. NFL world, Adam Schefter is, like, the Woj of basketball. Yeah, so you want to read what he, he might he say. He knows this. He knows yeah. that this is happening. Yeah. No one else is going to know about it. Right, so yeah. start talking to if, his him yeah. luck. Start talking to the Colts players, blah blah blah, and During write that game. A, write yeah. a story, yeah, chronicling his career, Rear. why this is happening, why he's doing this, this and then break that all together. Or pull him aside, pull somebody from the Colts aside, say, "Hey, look, it, I know he's going to retire tomorrow. This is what I want. I want to yeah. do this. Can we do this now? Yeah, when he comes in, right? Or, you know, and then they can go cue him and say, and he can say, yeah, yay or nay.' Because you can get Adam Schefter can get Andrew Luck on the phone. Andrew Luck would have walked off the field. Yeah. During that game, probably, and called Adam Schefter and be like, "Hey, this is what we're doing. Are you let's, good let's, at, do like, a, let's do a story on this. You, you got to break it a day earlier. You cool yeah. with that? Yeah. I think that could have worked. Yeah, you know, maybe that's not the complete protocol. Obviously, we're not in NFL locker rooms and stuff. Yeah. but still, it's that's similar. True. Similar. It could have been done because we just thought of this in two seconds. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, it could have yeah. been done that way. Let's so go. yeah, it's tough. It's tough for that. I think, uh, you know, wish uh, Andrew Luck and any other athlete that wants to retire. Early, hey, do it, <laughs> do it, you know, especially playing football. Yeah, it, do it. And it's, it goes back to what we're talking about kids that have been playing this summer, you know, take some time off, go to the beach, relax. School started, you know, hopefully you, you, you can reduce and get ready for the fall leagues. What do you, let's go back strictly on Andrew Luck and what impact do you think this has for other young NFL players yeah. or any, any other athlete yeah. that plays a, you know, a high uh, contact or yeah. a high usage sport. Do you think this becomes more normal than shocking? Because this, I mean, yeah. for a guy like Andrew Luck to retire before thirty years old and have you know the yeah. the talent and you know uh, potential longevity that he does, yeah. But knowing things about CTE uh, and how concussions impact de- 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 debilitating injuries and yeah. things like that, do you yeah. think that this is going to become more normal uh, in the next you know five to ten years? I, I think so because. Again, you're dealing with a guy who went to Stanford, so it doesn't surprise me that he can take a step back and be, and be like, you know what, this I got my family. I want to be able to uh, my my arm, my back, my shoulder. I want to be able to use it. I want to be able to use my legs. I want to walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The basics, you know. Some for some guys, it's very difficult. The guy I think about, um, I don't know his whereabouts in the last few years, but he was a receiver for the New York Jets. Al Toon. He played in like the '80s, uh, early '90s. Devin. He can't even. Sit in in artificial or sunlight. He has to sit in a dark room his whole. Is that because of, yeah, of concussions? Yeah. yeah, he just has to sit in a dark room basically his whole life. And that's not quality of yeah. life. Right? Yeah, that's not the quality of life anybody wants. So I think it will happen more to answer your question. And I think because the money is bigger, people can say, "Hey, if I can, 
if I can uh, save correctly, get in with a good financial advisor, do it right, I only have to play seven years. You only yeah, yeah. I don't have sure. to go yeah to you know play quarterback seventeen years. Yeah. I mean Tom Brady's such an outlier. Like he's not even in the in the in the bell curve. No. Most guys' career is short. Yeah, you know quarterback, yeah, I mean, average, running back. The average NFL career is what like three, six years, something low, like that. Three point four, maybe it's lower than lower. that. Okay, it's four. Yeah, it's four years, like three point eight or something. It's really low. That's much lower than you would think because again, we're talking about backup linemen, backup true linebackers. They don't last. You know what I mean? True. They just get replaced very fast. So, um, very interesting. And that how all that person gl- checks. Uh, I think another guy that that we didn't talk about yet who retired a little bit early was Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. So uh, what did he say? Yeah, he was on weekend, or he said something um, on uh, uh, Tuesday. Ron Gronkowski was, I think he was um, kind of on a uh, uh, PR thing for alternative uh, pain medication. I think it was okay. like a CBD okay. type of uh, medication, uh, natural pain medication, um, rather than these guys popping pain pills and becoming addicted to that. That's a whole other story Correct. that we can do a whole other podcast on. Correct. Um, but to keep the career going, yeah, to yeah. try and you know, or or after the career, you know, be able the to adjustment. live a regular life, yeah, yeah. Um, he was saying like after the last Super Bowl when he, he was in pain in his bedroom, like crying because he couldn't move or like he was in so much pain, and he was yeah. like, "This isn't it. I, I can't do this. This isn't for me. Yeah, I long can't term. keep doing this long term." Um, he's he's had an illustrious career, obviously playing with Tom Brady and, and the Patriots and winning yeah. multiple Super Bowls. Um, but he's kind of the guy you look at like, oh, he's like an Iron Man. He's, you know, he's big and tough and strong, and he's a guy who you think can play through anything. And he's had crazy injuries too. Yeah. And he's come back from those. Um, but that's another guy who is like, you know what? I'd rather be able to walk it at 50 yeah. and not, you know, have to. Then the glory of playing six or Be in a wheelchair or whatever. Yeah. Or like, like you said, sit in a, a dark room because you've had too many concussions and you can't handle light sunlight direct sunlight like that's crazy yeah. I, I don't have i see that yeah like you said ronnie i see this happening in football uh it's going to become a common thing rather than an Correct. uncommon thing or a shocking because thing. because like it's got it's coming to the forefront because kids growing up are more aware of that coaches are more aware of that there's all these new tackling techniques that people yeah. are trying to implement there's all these you know concussion protocols so it's just on special helmets mind Way more, yeah, special it's, helmets and things. And like I, that. I don't blame that. You know, my my high school team it got a concussion. We were at the beginning of the season, and we it wasn't necessary. I remember one of our the receivers go like Ronnie. Was that even necessary? It was I don't know. He's my buddy. He played soccer. His name's Federico Arroyo. I'll never forget. And he goes, Ronnie, our buddy Allen got hurt. Was like he's a good player. Was that necessary? I was like, no, not really, because we <laughs> right, were just right, right, right. doing drills and crashing into each other. Right, it wasn't really necessary. It was during the middle of the week, you know. And he yeah, he got a concussion, missed like three or four games. So. It's going to continue, um, and I, I think, like we said, it's a it's a it's a good thing we talk about and we talked about it last week. Like Devin said, go listen to Pod Thirty Five. I think it's one of our best ones, and I'm not just saying that because we're saying that. It's, it's, it might not be like one of the most entertaining ones, ones, but it, I think it's the most one of the most important, important ones that we've done. Correct. You know, getting ACL surgeries at uh, 11 years old just mind blowing. That, that's not it. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, everybody needs to be cognizant of how many games they're playing especially we're talking basketball centric right now you know how many events they're playing and things like that and it's very interesting because speaking of that in in the la bay game i mean it's what we're talking about you could have kept mccormaker in there for 38 minutes i would have kept yeah, him. Yeah, if yeah. i was allowed to i would have kept mccormaker in the whole game it had 70 it, points on you guys yeah that's that's what that's what we're talking about so that's leads into what we're talking about we had an event last week in the cerritos college thank everybody who came out 
thank the influencers for playing. And I think, Devin, you kind of mentioned it, that they took it a little more seriously and they had their skill levels a little better than you may have thought some originally. Some of the guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're pretty the good players. Pretty good. Yeah, they, they played pretty well. That was a good game, too. A kill car, the crime stopper, as he known, the former high school All-American who uh, played a little bit overseas. And, you know, he's a diminutive little stocky, explosive guard, kind of hit the big shots down the stretch, including the three, to put that one-point game win. And then... Arguably the most popular uh, influencer of the game, Jesser, the laser, kind of came down, barreling down the <laughs> right side, and he yeah. ran over a player. And, and he looked, looked like, like Gronkowski. Call the, yeah, he looked like Gronkowski. Yeah, he, he looked did. like they were going to call an N1, and they call a, a, a blocking foul on the ground. So he had a one and one. He missed it. Yeah. So That was an entertaining game at the yeah, end. It was a very close game. I mean, it was a terrible call. Jesser, it should have been an offensive foul number one. But, or the end one. Or it should have, yeah. He, <laughs> I mean, he picked it up and he ripped through and just crushed this guy with the left shoulder. Just like, <laughs> just crushed him. And uh, he finished the lay. It was a nice move. Yeah. And uh, so he called Our the foul Jesser. on the ground. But if you're calling a calling a foul, on the, a defensive foul on that, it's a it's a continuation, obviously. Yeah. But um, either way, that was that was a fun game. I, I think one of the fa- my favorite guys to watch and the influencer game was Wyatt Iverson. Yeah. Uh, he, he's real crafty with, with the ball and hit, hit a number of step-back jumpers, one-foot jumpers. He's, yeah, he's, he's a little, fun to watch. He's fun to watch. A little uh, unconventional with his moves in terms of like his footwork. In terms, But, man, he can hit those shots. He practices them. And like you said, he's very good with the step-backs. Uh, you can catch a lot of the highlights on our you know who is good in that Instagram game? page. You know who is good in that game? And our underrated good. Ballslife.com. Our guy Darren. Yeah, Darren, who works in our office. He works in Ball's Life office. Dude, he was oh, crafty lefty, uh, quick hands, gets gets a lot of steals. Uh, I was pissed because I projected him to have 12 points, uh, seven assists, and five steals in the game. He ended up with zero points because he didn't take one shot. No, he just but he had six assists and like five steals. He did that on purpose. He did that on purpose. But I he got everybody involved in the game. During the game, Darren had like five wide open floaters he could have put up, and I was like, dude, you got to shoot the floater, man. And he's like, (laughs) no, no, no. He keeps back. Yeah, that's Darren's M.O. He wants to get others involved. He knows the game. He had a good time. Um, like I said, uh, it was a great game. A great atmosphere for the kids. They got a lot out of it. And, and, and going back to the high school game, obviously, you know, we go through different uh, peaks and valleys in terms of talent and whatnot. And it's amazing because Southern California has basically really four Guys who were pretty shoe-ins for the McDonald's All-American game, and obviously we'd love them to play in the 2020 Balls Life game. That's Evan Mobley, Zaire Williams, Josh Christopher, and Jalen Green. You know, and none of those and, guys played. And none of those guys even had a play. Yeah. So the and North could have had Jalen Green, but we still, if they would, <laughs> if the South would have had yeah, them DJ and Boston BJ too. Boston, <laughs> and even like Taryn Frank, you know, yeah. Sarah Canyon, who. The two-time defending Open champions was coming back from a China trip, so they they were unfortunately their guys. They were we would love to invite them and have them play, but they weren't able to play. You know, it just would have been very difficult for the North to to stay. You know, even compete. So, uh, shout out to the North guys who competed and showed up. Our our goal at the North, I was helping Coach Jason Powell, who came down, and and I appreciate him coming out to help with with the North and, and getting them motivated to play. Is we didn't want to fall behind early because we. The North fell behind early last year. Okay. And then they came back out within six, but they kind of just ran out of juice. Yeah. Um, you guys you didn't know, get behind earlier this you know, year. Yeah, this year we, we came out well. Until Keith Dinwiddie checked and in. And then, then Dinwiddie <laughs> checked in in the second rotation. <laughs> Keith Dinwiddie, the senior to be at Fairfax, you know, he just kept hitting. Eddie Mahaney was on him. He just kept hitting. And kudos to Keith. So two 
big things happen is we didn't shoot well enough and we were the weaker rebounding team. Yeah. So that hurt us because we got no second chance points. And then we had no match and no answer from a cure maker. Yeah, who, the, who was the, feeling the, really well. LA and, MVP. Yeah. 32 and points and how many yeah. rebounds? 14 rebounds? 14 rebounds and like three or four assists. He was pretty unstoppable. Yeah, he had uh, four assists. So we 30, told, 32, 14, and four from McCourt Maker. We told McCourt, we're like, dude, listen, like, yeah. we know you can handle and shoot, so if you have the opportunity to do that, go ahead, but yeah. no one can stop you on, on the inside, especially on the offensive boards. Yeah. And that's where he made his living. A couple offensive rebounds and dunking, and changing possession, and yeah. he was hitting some shots. So it could have been a, a, maybe a 10-point game if McCourt won so hot and if Keith won so hot. Yeah, Keith, Keith was the X factor. No, we didn't have no and matchup to... To hit, you and know, Peyton Watson had 25 points yeah. too. Yeah, Peyton Watson was slashing, playing From Long well. Beach Folly. Peyton Watson, the 221, 25 points, eight rebounds. Here's some other statistical standouts. KJ Simpson had a good game. Yeah, I, I, a lot game. of the, the media and some other people there say, Oh, they didn't know as much about KJ. They go, Man, he had a really good game. KJ Simpson, Shamanad. 221, 17 points, six rebounds. Two he was assists. in his third rotation, Ronnie. Yeah, he had six he rebounds. Th- we didn't yeah. have a guy that had six rebounds, barely. Right. So KJ was great in that game. Kennedy, I'm sorry, Reese Dixon Waters from St. Bernard's, 221, had um, seven points, three rounds, two assists. Judah Brown, who probably didn't, I don't, I don't even remember him making that, but Impact had eight rebounds. So mm-hmm. we just got killed on the boards yeah. because we weren't making shots. We had, we had, so that hurt us. The L.A. team had a lot of no BS guys. Yeah, exponentially. So, you know, we needed a few more. Our team, the Bay, needed a few more outside shots to go down and get us off the hump. We just, just they just didn't go down. Well, we made it a point, yeah. Ronnie, to go under every single ball screen on Issa yeah. Silva. Yeah. And I was telling him this during the game. Yeah. We're going under the ball screens on you. The problem was whenever he, Issa got into isolation, he just blew by whoever was guarding him and yeah. got to the basket. He had 16 and points. He so had 16 points. Issa yeah. started real good, like you said. We started really well. He had 16 points, but we ju- we just couldn't get it defensively going on McCor and Keith just got hot. So yeah. uh, let's go through some of the Bay Area's scoring. Frankie Collins was the MVP, MVP for the Bay, 27 points. Deservedly, yep. Yeah, Four rebounds, good. two assists, two he actually, steals. He finally made a dunk, too. Yeah. Whenever I see Frankie, I tell him, like, dude, whenever yeah. I watch you play, you're always, like, missing dunks. Yeah, He made plenty of dunks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Frankie has that signature left-hand dunk he likes yeah. to come in with. Uh, like I said, Issa had 16 points. No, he's doing what he does. He was very good in, like, a one-on-ones in the day before in the scrimmages and practices. He just was uh, really impressive. He he's more than shows that he's one of the better yeah, I'm a point guards in that class. And he has good. big size. Especially when you see some of the pictures of him next to some of the other guys. He has really good size. Yeah. He's strong too. Yeah. Um a guy who people probably knew the least amount about about down here. And he had a good game and a, just a good show and he very appreciative and enjoyed himself was Chance McMillan. He had 18 points. He had a nice little rivalry going with Sky Clark. I don't know if they that was from before or whatnot. Yeah, that was, that was, they, yeah, that they was kind of knew each other. They the beginning of the game. Yeah, so they you know they wanted to go at each other a little bit, and, and Chance more than held his own. 18 points. Um, Xavion Brown. I'm always teaming Xavion. He's a 220 from Sheldon. He exploded for a dunk in the first yeah. half. Everybody was like, "Oh my God, where did you know?" And then he just the next like, time down you the go, court, bro? Yeah. yeah. Next time in the court, he just wants to pass it, and yeah. and, and, and that's just. X, you know, he just uh, enjoys the game. We always, you know, he has a lot of talent. He just got to keep continuing to put it out there, work on his game, 
work on a shooting and, and just be more aggressive, aggressive man completely. just go after yeah yeah he had so he was rebounding because we he goes Ryan, we're not getting any rebounds and i go i know we're not so <laughs> that's you funny know. he's like he was yeah. like one of the highest iq guys out yeah. there and yeah. i could tell he was just like i got i have to rebound, rebound. because no one else is doing it yes yeah, so he had eight points five rebounds three assists two steals we honestly needed him to have 15 points and 10 rebounds yeah you know like dale and terry had six points we we needed him to have 12 yeah to 14 yeah to be you know, right there at the end where we could have made the substitutions to maybe make it a six-point or, or, or four-point game, which I figured that would be it. So that was the key to the game. We were down by 10 or 11 at half, and I said, hey, we, we got to cut it to four or six, and it, it widened. So that that was the difference in the game. But like I said, it was a good showing. Everybody got playing time. That was the point, and everybody had a good time. And, you know, for yeah, the, for the most we we and really the kids have a good time. We really like when you guys called that timeout yeah. uh, late in the second half. No, we really right. wanted to try and push that to forty. Yeah, we were we were trying hard to push yeah. that to forty. Yeah, you know, and I we, you know, in in my defense, we should have tried some different. Uh, my fault, I should say. We should have tried <laughs> yeah, some like different things. Yourself. Yeah, like on a little few different things on core Maker. But the key was we wanted to give everybody playing time. We didn't want the say, hardest part. Yeah, yeah we didn't want to say okay. You know, Jalen and and Coleman and Coleman Hawkins, you're in and you're gonna stay in. Yeah. Like no, you know. Or so you're, you're not gonna switch the rotations. Correct. We're not gonna switch the rotations or or say, hey, Cole Anderson and Jaden Phillips, you guys are not going. And we need more size. Like no, we didn't want to do that. No. So, yeah. And it it's wasn't tough. the point. It's yeah. tough to because yeah. we had the we had the rotations preset yeah. before the game because the obviously you had for the most part you have to. Yeah. We had yeah. one change at the end when Shakir was able to. Uh, suit up his ankle was feeling better he was able to suit up so yeah glad um, Shakir played and glad everybody got playing time yeah and everybody had a good time and everybody who we announced is playing played that's yeah. the key you know they they showed up they went through it they went to the practice the night before for the most part the guys that could make it and uh the kids had a good time they had a good time with the players and they got to meet them a couple kids I think got jerseys from the from the players gave them their game yeah, the little kids yeah yeah the little kids and then they still stuck around and, and watched their favorite influencers. And that was a close game, a, much, a better game than the high school game. So shout out to all the players on both sides that came to the game. And, you know, for the whole Ball is Life staff that uh, made except the for, event happen. Except for Rodriguez, who was, yeah. he was trying to point shave the whole yeah, uh, yeah. The Rodriguez whole scrimmage. was pulling from the north, you know. Yeah. He was, we couldn't uh, trust Rodriguez by the score, uh, the score it, table. So he had, to, he had to stand on the opposite side of the court. Yeah. Uh, make sure he wasn't. Telling our scorekeeper guy from Cerritos to uh, add some extra points to the bay. Yeah, so it's fun, very funny that we say that. You know, um, it's it's crazy when California and Southern California, in particular, has a great class. You know what's going to happen this year, Devin? It's I, I kind of go back to the '97 class where you had Chenoweth who made the the McDonald's game. Burgess made, Park, right? Yeah, Ver, Burgess made the McDonald's game. Baron Davis made the McDonald's game and the Twins, the Collins Twins mm-hmm. from Harvard Weston. So that was five. Sh- Kenny Brunner should have been in the McDonald's game, and Shea Cotton was hurt. So that was seven. Could have been seven. You know, Shea missed the whole season. So we're, coming back to this year, where do you – again, we got Namari Burnett, who played in the game last year, unfortunately couldn't play for the you're North. Talking, we could have helped talking us. the whole state? Yeah. And then you got B.J. Boston – Plus the four guys I mentioned, so that's six like, guys. Somebody's gonna be left out. My thing is like, I'm you know? not gonna count a, a, a yeah. out of state transfer for a senior year as a as a California yeah. player. Yeah. Um. So if you're going strict California players, Evan Mobley, yeah. uh, Jalen Green, I think both those are shoe in. Zaire yeah. Williams is a shoe in. Josh Christopher should be a shoe in. Then after um, that, it's after like that, then we're like maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Then Namari Burnett, he had yeah. a great club season, and I know a yeah. lot of. McDonald's voters vote off well, the club that, season, sure. so that helps. That's going to help Namari. 
Um, so I think maybe we get five? five from California this year. Should should be five. And in then my opinion. how about if BJ, BJ Boston, Boston is the best player at Sierra Canyon this sure, year? Sure, he, no, he'll he'll he's gonna get in because he he has a big rep on on the travel wow. circuit as well. So. That if you're, if you're including BJ Boston as a as a California player, that yeah. that's fine. You can. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to. Sure. But uh, that's six out of s- schools. Twenty four. Six California. out of twenty four. That's twenty five percent of the players, right? That's how it always should be. Wow. That'll be interesting to see how that's the best. Uh, see how that how that transpires this year. You never and know what the voting because you know, you know, a lot you, of the guys on the committee don't even yeah watch games. But it's I gonna mean, be honestly. just just interesting because of how strong this South is right now. Because of this game, and then the guys who didn't play, you know, Evan was on the bench, and you know, shout out to Evan Mobley for honoring um, Collins and honoring McCormaker as as this year's MVP. Stuck around, he supported the South. He was last year's MVP, and shout out to the guys who played both years. Uh, Robbie Beasley had ten points last year. He was the North MVP with eighteen points and nine rebounds. Evan Mobley had twenty five points, fourteen rebounds, five <laughs> blocks last year. So imagine if he would have played. Oh, you know, yeah. we just would have <laughs> had no answer. McCor and Evan. <laughs> I, I just I mean I don't know what Coleman and Jalen would have done with McCor and Evan, you know, so again we could have used Jay uh, like you said, Jalen Green, cheat a little bit, get other guys, but it, it it shout out to Southern California. We just have a great uh cycle of talent right now and hopefully it continues to tell you the truth. And maybe we'll tweak the game. Maybe we go California versus the rest, California versus the West. We'll see how what we want to do. But um, moving on to other things, we got more events coming up. Yeah. And now we're transitioning away from the individual events a bit soon. Got one more individual event this weekend. Two and more. Then, yeah, Dinos yeah, is, uh, Dinos's Central Section Showcase. What's the exact name of that, Devin? Central Central Cali Showcase, I think, Central is what Cali it's called. Central Cali Showcase. And then With our Aaron, guard, Paul yeah. Hernandez. 661. Shout out to 661. That's our guy. Yeah, he's hopefully, we see some diamonds in the rough. Maybe there's some some guys there that'll show up and and we'll talk about on the next pod and we'll see in in the fall and, 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 and in the 1920 season. And then we got Aaron Bergen's uh, Cream of the County. This is the third or fourth year? Yeah, I think it might be more than that. It might be five. I don't know. Aaron's, Aaron's going to listen. Aaron's going to listen and, so he's and go hit us out and go off. Yeah, go up sorry, Aaron. Us. We don't know the annual year. But the the key it's is a well, well, it's well, yeah, it's, very well attended for the guys in yes. San Diego County. That's and it's crucial for you and I and Frank and, and Joel and anyone else who wants who goes down and covers you know the whole the yeah. whole state yeah. is we get a good chance to see not only up and coming San Diego prospects because Aaron has you know. He'll have an eighth grade game, I believe, and then he has multiple yeah. freshman, sophomore, and junior games. And um, it's good to see the San Diego kids get that kind of spotlight because there's not a whole lot of people who do stuff who, who do, do stuff down there, even though it's kind of an untapped market. Um, so Aaron does a great job of getting San Diego kids exposure uh, to guys like myself and yourself and, and Frank and, and other guys and yeah. other you know Media people types. who have really good connections. Correct, uh, and who, who, who and that's good for these kids. So this will be at uh, Army Navy Academy in Carlsbad. Yep. This upcoming Saturday, it's an all-day event. So if you guys can make it down there and want to see some new faces, want to l- check out the guys you know from San Diego, they'll be there. The first game starts at nine, and then the last game, Aaron added a uh, a game, uh, best the bo- game bo- regardless bo- of class. Okay, which is good. It's it's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be good. That that'll start at six, I believe. So it's gonna be a real full day. I told Aaron. Hey man, you you got to get us um, some nice spread. Yeah, some nice spread and a, and a nice cushioned seat. Cause I'm not <laughs> sitting on those damn bleachers the whole the whole yeah. day. No, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, Aaron's been in a lot of events. He'll get it right. That's August 31st. Um, down at 
Army Navy Academy. Uh, heading into September, the month is almost up. It's going to be rents due for people coming up soon again, real fast here. September 7th, we got the Pangos Best of South SoCal Showcase in Long Beach. That's usually pretty good. Uh, it's kind of a similar one to piggybacking the one that was in the spring, in the early summer. And then um, the Ron Massey Memorial Fall Hoops Classic is always very always good. Team good. Ba- based. So have the best SoCal teams, most of them. Kind of like Frank likes to say, are uh, uh, open division type preview. Yeah, it's a little preview kind of thing. Preview of the open division in the southern section. And some other good assorted teams. That'll be September 14th, 15th at Cerritos. Um, later in the month, 21st, 22nd, we start the Pangos uh, Fresh Sop series, which is now the Fresh Sop camp in the West is now maybe it's like a 17th, 18th year. Yeah, but that thing is, Dino's yeah. has blown that thing up into multiple regions now. Yeah, so we got it across the country in October. There'll be one in, in the Duncanville Fieldhouse, which is very good. That one's been very good the last few years in the South. It's in Texas, right? Yes. October 5th, 6th, 1920th. We take a week off, 1920th. Um, at the Park District in LaGrange, Chicago, Midwest. You know, Patrick Baldwin has gone three times. He's kind of uh, set the table there. He's done very well, and obviously he has a chance to be a high school All-American this year as a junior. Um, the 26th, 27th rounds out the group uh, at the East in West Deptford, near Camden, across the river from Philly. Talent laden, and always a lot of size in that camp. Much more size than we see in the West. Yeah. You know, in the West we see a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of guards. Good, good guards. Guards are going to be playing in college. So it's a lot of full slate coming up. Um, a lot of, We should see a lot of talent. Should give us a good read of, into the preseason and help us with our preseason uh, player rankings, preseason team rankings. Obviously, we got... The Fab 50s running for another year. This is, I don't even, 33rd year maybe. But it's, you know, since 2000 in, in the Fab 50 format with regions. So if you go to ballislife.com and grassrootshoops.net, you can kind of find a link if you want to fill out a preseason questionnaire. These events always help me with that, especially Ron Massey and finding some, you know, some t- group of young kids that maybe play together on a team outside the state, like in one of the Pangos yeah. camp. It always gives a good old guy. This, this guy's already going to, Add on to what they have at a at a great school. So yeah, uh, it's always helps from the team and player perspective. Um, Devin, what what do you think about those upcoming events? What's your thoughts? And yeah, I always look forward. Insight? I always look forward to the Frosh Soft Camp. It's always good to get an early tick on, yeah, um, you know, known and unknown players um, uh, at that stage. And then Katani's got a big time uh, Rolling Hills Prep Fall League thing. That thing is going to be. On October Crazy. 5th. October 5th at Cerritos College, I believe. I think that's Cerritos College. Yes. Um, but that thing's going to be big time. Um, and I'm cooking up a yeah, fall your... event of myself, a Hoops by Ooglin uh, Fall Showcase at Colony High School, uh, partnering up with Coach DeFabis at uh, Colony. And we've got uh, we've got an interesting group, Ronnie. So, so far we have teams committed, uh, Colony, J. Sarah, Riverside Poly, Anaheim Canyon, Rancho Christian, um, Rancho Verde, uh, Powerhouse Prep from Arizona has both their teams coming. Uh, Birmingham, Santa Cruz Christian, Cathedral Catholic, Damien, uh, Gardena, Sarah, Beckman, Fountain Valley, uh, Anaheim, I already said Anaheim Canyon, Servite. Um, so, I mean, we, we may have a couple more spots. I'm, I'm waiting to hear back from uh, Etiwanda. That would be nice to have them. And sure. potentially Sonora. Uh, really good. Going to be one of the really good North Orange County teams this year. Really good. 
teams yeah, in Southern California. Honestly, he's got uh, Coach Mike Murphy has a great group there, so I'm hoping that they are able to make it. Um, but they'll be at Colony High School on September 28th. The yeah, first so. game will start at 9 a.m. and I believe the last game might add a, a late game if I have enough. Is that the one day interest? 28th? One day thing. Yeah, it's one yeah. day thing. We're going to run two courts, um, but it's we've got a lot of good matchups and a lot of really good teams coming in, and I'm excited about this one. Yes, it sounds good, and that's. Great. You know, like we said, it all ties in what we're talking about. Uh, transitioning to, you know, fall leagues, that will take place the week sandwich in between the All-West and the Pangles All-South on the 5th, 6th and at Colony High School. And it goes back to what we're saying about managing expectations, managing the amount of your playing, recovery, rest. Like we said, we'll go over it again. Go listen to episode 35. We got some great guests that were talking about, uh, you know, what they seen, what they reported. Baxter Holmes uh, did a great story on that. And, you know, to him to see the kids getting surgery at 9, 10, and 11. Uh, he ACL literally surgery. watched it. Like, yeah. he, he was in, the, like, in a viewing or, like, uh, an area where he could watch a nine-year-old have yeah. ACL surgery. It's absolutely insane. So, based on, you know, if you're a Southern California player or player plays for one of these teams we mentioned, and those are almost all packed weeks. If you need a week off, by all means, take it. You know, like yeah, like if you're if you're not playing, in, you know, if your team's scheduled to play in my event, and you come and cheer your team on, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, the same thing with, you know, obviously we want to see the players, but if you're not up to it, you're not healthy, you don't feel healthy, you don't know, risk keep, it. Yeah, keep yeah. talking to your your coaches. Keep you know getting more information. That's why we do this pod to get you guys more information about what's out there. We try to do the, the best we could. Like we we talked about the NCA, the new schedule. You know, we we try to get the memo out there as much as we can. Mm-hmm. And some people still don't get the memo. Right. So keep, you know, being observant, keep being informed, and, you know, make the best decisions that you can for yourselves. Don't worry about what people tweet. You know, similar to Andrew Luck, don't worry about what people tweet and say, you know, oh, this guy can't play. He's not D1. Don't, don't worry about that so much. There's always going to be detractors and if they're talking about you that must mean you're doing something right no no doubt so. no doubt so we, we wanted to keep this one relatively quick because yeah. uh uh you know we're kind of just recapping some things so uh i think unless you got anything else ryan i think that'll that'll do it yeah i think we're good um like i said we thank you for the support thank you for coming out to these to the event we had at bay versus la um you know check out the highlights and the recaps on obviously our instagram and our Twitter page and, and ballislife.com. You know, we have a we have a page where you can go back and look at all the old podcasts and we'll have a recap of the game that just took place. We'll have good content coming up from the Frost Soft Camp series. That always gives us good content and and, and Ron Massey and others. So uh, f- uh that's good for me. I'm uh cool. you know, it was a g- sweet and short and to the point. And that's what kind of we wanted to do this week because you know, where we're kind of regrouping and getting ready for the fall. Kind of, is summer's almost over basically for everybody. Yeah. No more no more summer. Kids are back in school, school man. Kids are back uh, in school, so we don't want to keep still it hot too long. As, it's still hot as hell. Yeah, still hot as hell. I'm in SoCal, <laughs> and I'm going to stay here for about a week or two. I'm not going to Vegas right now. Uh, like I said, so I'm repeating myself, but thank you guys. Thanks for tuning in. And, um, Devin, you could just close this out. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like the yeah. Crime Stopper did. The Crime Stopper. Uh, or we need the Crime Dog, too. Uh Fred, Freddie Quincy yeah. McGriff but yep. uh, yeah if you guys have uh, the time uh, you like what, what you hear please subscribe um, and like us on you know, the various podcast platforms iTunes SoundCloud uh, Spotify 
Uh, we're going to bring you another episode uh, next week. So stay tuned. And for Ronnie Flores and Devin Newland, we'll see you next week.